Welcome back to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest running sales training podcast, podcast history. I am one of your hosts, Bill Kasky. I'm the other one, Brian Neal. And we are in a unique position today. We are virtual. We are using a software program called Squadcast. And uh, Brian is in his office. I'm in mine. And uh, hopefully the, the audio quality is good because we care about that for you. But welcome back to another episode. Here we are, March 24th. It's a Tuesday. And uh, we are in the middle of uh, virus, crisis, all sorts of wild stuff. So um, here we are. We're back at you. We're going to con- keep doing two episodes a week for the foreseeable future. And uh, so we're glad to have you with us. And we hope we can give you uh, some thoughts today that will give you a tad bit of comfort. Well, obviously, everyone is in a place now where they're having to do all of their work from afar using tools that we may not have used before. Bill and I usually are in the office together. We like the face-to-face contact. And now we can't do that right now because we're both in a high-risk category. I don't think <laughs> not really. I think we're both relatively well, low risk. We actually could do it. The The office is still open that we That's use true. in the studio. That we could do it, but we're wanting to do two a week. And so we're doing this virtually on a, you know, pre-recording a little bit. So and the great part is that I actually, so my office is actually a studio. I've got like, soundproofing stuff all around. I got my big microphones for like sound, like music production too, that I dabble with and uh, stuff. And it just doesn't get a lot of use. So I'm actually kind of, this is, you know, they always say there's silver lining and all these things. This is one of the good things that's coming out of this is my studio is getting used. You've got a blue light there on your microphone. It's really sexy. It's really sexy. <laughs> it won't turn off either. See how I do that? So topic today, yeah. uh, you know, we spent a little bit of time last week on several of the bigger picture issues. And uh, Brian and I always talk before we hit record and we talked about what what are we feeling? What are you feeling? So I thought maybe we start with you give us a, a minute or two on kind of yeah. where you are mentally and emotionally on this whole thing. I'll do the same. And then we'll get into a topic. Yeah. Before we started, I, I told Bill, if you're listening, you know, I said, I've intentionally been waiting to make any like public comment because I just want to take everything in that knee jerk and processing myself. And, you know, as we both said, uh, but the, the droves, the millions of salespeople have been waiting to hear what Brian Neal has to say about this. But seriously, I, I wanted to watch everything play out first because I wanted to get my own head straight, get our own business square. We did that over the past week got with all of our clients, figured out, you know, who's in, who's out, what to what level and those sorts of things. And then just wanted to take in all the all the stuff and really think about it before we came out and said anything. And so here's where I, I'm personally at right now. I mentioned on our last podcast that I feel a really strong duty for those of us who can conduct business to keep conducting business at the rate or level that we were before in the environment. Obviously we're gonna have to change some things, but I don't I'm in no way, shape or form do I think people should be bunkering down? And I feel like sometimes people want to bunker down and just sit back around this thing. So I think we have a duty to do that for one. Um, I also think we all know how to work from home now. So we've all been through the free webinars that tell you to um, wake up early, exercise, take a shower, do a list, get dressed, comb your hair, all those sorts of things. There's still some nuances we can talk about, but for the most part, that stuff's done. So I'm to the point now we're saying, okay, now this is here to stay for a little bit. Now, what do I do? So I'm really into the action mode of now that I've got this circumstance, what do I want to do next? And so I really want to give people, because I do believe you will feel better if you have a plan yeah. and some tactics and know what tools you will feel better. Because right now people like, they're like, I don't know what to do. And so there's this processing. And if you let your brain go too far out, it gets really scary when you start to think of like, well, what, and everyone's like, well, what if, what if this what lasts if? for 18 months? What if this, yeah. what if my company shuts down or whatever? There's all sorts of this stuff that goes on. So I'm big on right now, stay focused in the moment, 
and you do a plan. We spent all day yesterday at Blind Zebra creating our plan for the things that we're going to have to do to uh, serve people in this environment. And I'm a big fan of capitalism. And, and I think too, and I'm big on this, is that I don't want people to stop spending money either. I think it's really important because companies start to contract and like, oh, control expenses. And you don't you don't need to be unreasonable. But I think it, we all have a duty to keep it going, to, to spend money with each other and to invest in each other and keep programs open and do sorts of things. I'm really big on that too. So we're trying really hard at Blind Zebra. We've got some big things that we could have canceled that we didn't because I want to keep things rolling. And so I'm coming yeah. to you live here at March 24th. Yeah, it's good. I, I like what you said there about uh, getting back to the business of doing business and yeah. was talking to a guy the other day and we were talking about the toolkit idea, which is, you know, things have changed. The world's changed. You and I both don't care for the words new normal. Um, <laughs> no, because we've heard, we've oh, heard that God. before. And but But the fact is that the next few months are probably going to be different. And we've already experienced that. So we're moving. I mean, we've been, you and I've been virtual for a while. We're a little bit more virtual now than we were in the past, but that's okay. Those, yep. those are just minor, minor tweaks. The question is, how are you going to come out of this when this thing is over? And it's not going to be over as uh, at the flip of a switch. It's going to be like a rheostat that gets turned up slightly over time. Are you going to catapult yourself out of that come? May, June, July, whenever it is, August can't last 12 to 18 months. Cause I will, then I'll just go around <laughs> looking to be infected with the virus. Well, yeah, and say, Here, point, take yeah. me, man. Just take me. It's going to be mutiny. I thought about that too. At some point we're all <laughs> no, going to go like, you know no. what? Arrest me. It's probably, there's more people in jail. I can hang out with them for sure. Yeah. And, and another thing is that even though there will be layoffs and there will be industries hit harder, I've got a client who's in the hospital business. Well, he just, he can't make calls now. I mean, they're just all hands on deck, not all of them, but he has the West coast. So there you go. Bad choice of territory, but, but there's tools. So you're just going to have to bring another set of tools to the game. And the other thing is I, I heard somebody talking the other day that and I like this analogy, you know, Whenever we look at the market, and I know you're a market watcher and you're invested and I'm invested, and sometimes we look at that and we say, oh, God, you know, we've, we, took, we took it on the chin there. We, we took a big hit from, you know, where the Dow was to where it is today. There's still this idea that there's still money. That money is just not in the market. It's in people's bank accounts. It might be in real. This might be a really good time to be in business because that money still wants to find a home. It still wants to solve problems. It still wants to create dreams. And if you sell a product that can either help a business grow or help it be more profitable, or there's some others too, but those are the main things, then money will find you. Yep. Money will find you. In 2008, that was a little different. I don't think there's a there was a pent up demand there. There will be here. So I, no matter how long it lasts, my final word on this, no matter how long it lasts, it's only going to be a matter of weeks or months. You've got to think, how do I come out of the chute quickly? And the way you do it is you never stop. You never stop the action. You have to stay in action. And that's what you're talking about. A little a bit. Absolutely. Uh, I actually sat in on um, a friend of the show, David Meltzer, who's one of my favorite people, just a very giving guy is doing some, some just pro bono uh, coaching stuff. So I said, I one of his webinars uh, on Friday and you know, one of the things he talked about was money never stops flowing. It just, the speed of it flowing might change so it can slow down or speed up, slow down, speed up. I also want to add something to what he said though, but it also can change directions just like water. Mm -hmm. So when you think about this, this money is still flowing around. Deals are still getting done. They just might be getting done at a different rate or at a different place than they were before. Yeah. 
right. everything was here. So what we have to do is adjust to go see where the water is, where the money is, and adjust our tools. We have to change tools. We might have to adjust our strategy and our tactics. And we think we have to also look at our language and our, our messaging and talk yeah, about that. Definitely. So, so let's talk a little bit, Brian, about the tools that are required in today's world, at least for the forecoming, for the foreseeable future. Uh, I've got a couple here that I find are very useful for people. And let's just say these tools could either be physical gadget tools, like a microphone for virtual conferencing, or they could be something a little bit more strategic, like planning and things like that. But let's, yep. we'll just put them all under the category of tools for now. Yeah, of course. What's, what's your yeah. first? So Aldo, uh, this is a framework. And I think I talked, uh, I, I think I teed this up in the last podcast when I talked about doing an implication audit, where you take all of your clients and you put them across the top and you say, okay, for this current scenario, have they been positively impacted or negatively impacted? Or are they on the in the middle somewhere. You start to plot. I think I talked about this. So I want to drill that down next. What I want, the tool that I want to teach people to use now is I want you to, to do an ideal client sheet for this current condition. So the ideal client framework, the sheet has a top and a bottom and then three columns. The top is demographics. The bottom is psychographics and the columns then are good, better, best. So we have demographics at the top, psychographics at the bottom, good, better, best. And we can add some of these implication things into this ideal client. So I think what we have to do now is redefine our ideal client. Who needs a lot of help now? People that need a lot of help now are outside salespeople who've never sold virtually or via the phone. Like inside SaaS companies, inside salespeople, they do they sell inside all the time. Their entire sales process, they right. never see the person or meet them live. They do it all remote. So they're very well-versed in that. They need to switch their language. Outside salespeople... I had one of them who's a real old, he's a really good, but really old school salesperson. He's a, you know, oh, you, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, you guys know each other. We're best friends. He was in my wedding. We went to their vacation with them. Our kids are friends. He's that guy, but he does, he uses, he does well. He's really smart and has produced really well. He told me, he's like, I've never done this before. I'm not a salesforce.com wizard. I don't really use some of these tools and I'm really in, in, um, you know, on uncharted territory for me. People like him need help. So think so that's how I'm thinking different about our business. I'm going, okay, let's angle out. Let's find outside salespeople who need to learn how to sell virtually and create programming for them. So the point there is the document is a way for you to examine your business and your and to see where the ideal client maybe has changed or or yes. tweaked and maybe yeah. So it's yep. it's more of a it's more of an analysis of your business, which you're recommending. Yes. Yeah. Where in, in the past, my ideal client w is and was headquartered in Indianapolis, Indiana. Well, in this environment, my ideal client could be headquartered anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world now. And that just switched. So it's a re-examining of the ideal client. And we can, if we want to, if we want to put, if someone wants to send a listener uh, at Advanced Selling Podcast an email to us, I can, I'll, we can send the template out to them. Okay. The template. Okay. Send that up. So send, or send post it to it up. advanced selling podcast. Good. So here is my tool, and it's similar in that it's a mess. It's more of a messaging tool than it is a, a customer analysis tool. I think they're both important. Well, mine's probably more important. But the uh, <laughs> the messaging tool is when people when people come back, or even right now, and I, it, we always look talk about it like when the snow melts and spring comes, it's time to go out again. It's time to go outside. We've been holed up for months. But no, when, when things come back, you're going to have businesses that are kind of in the wreckage pile. They're not, they're not done. They're not out of business, but there's going to be a lot of wreckage. There's going to be a lot of people who did a lot of layoffs, whose business took a dive, even the annual recurring, the SaaS businesses, they're going to lose some clients. So you've got to ask yourself, where is my value 
best articulated? And what are the what are the business building values that I bring? And what are the profit building values that I bring? So can you help someone grow the bit? Like you and I are a business building. We're mm-hmm. in growth mm-hmm. mode. So somebody hires you or I or both of us to come out and do some work and help them rebuild their business or build their business again. The profit people are people who can reduce expenses. Mm-hmm. They can improve bottom line in some way, maybe by efficiency or maybe by uh, increasing the revenue, uh, the cost of goods sold. Whatever it is, those are the revenue or, or I'm sorry, those are the profit people. So you've got to say, where is my value best directed and how do I message that? And you might have to change your message from a product message, like we have the best thingamajig in the region, to if you're looking to save costs on these yeah. kinds of products, this will do it. And I think there's a there's an art to that. And it, it requires a little roll up your sleeves and sitting in a room, a virtual room, of course, yeah. with your marketing people and, and messaging and the owner of your company and, and just all hands on deck saying, how are we going to reposition our product for the wreckage that will ensue when this thing starts to yeah. starts to let up? That, that's a really great to recognize one side of that, which side, because they're both going to be needed. The trick is you don't want to be a growth guy and go into a situation that really needs cost control or expense. Right. They, they're right. in survival mode. Right. Yeah. But there are still companies that are going to be, I don't know, I've quoted David Melcher twice already, but this was really good turning he did. He talked about looking at the stock market, not for stock picking, but for delineating what you're talking about, Bill. Basically, you're watching stocks and companies that are that are banging through this time in the economy. Then the middle group is the hold steady. There are some people that are hold steady that are actually survive, you know, like bulletproof. And then the ones that are getting shellacked. And what you're talking about is they each each of those places need different things. And we got to figure That's out right. what, what, where do we serve each of those groups? And getting back to your model is we may find that one of our best groups, we don't need to pay attention to yes. for six months to a year. Yes. We've, and it doesn't mean ignore them if they call, but it means we're not, our sites aren't focused on them. Yeah. And that's why I love, that's the beauty of both of these uh, tools working together yep. is uh, you become, and it becomes crystal clear and you get enthused because you're like, well, damn, we can help these people. <laughs> yes. We So therefore, when we believe we can help them, the phone is not heavy to pick up. We say, no. you know what? I, and you can acknowledge. I always tell people, acknowledge when you're calling somebody up next week. Look, I realize the times are weird, but I decided that I wanted to call you. If you don't want to talk to me now, that's fine. But I've got some ideas on ways I can help you. Uh, let's, do, uh, let's do one more. So another uh, tool that, uh, again, we're using that I'm encouraging people to use is a connection tool, for lack of a better term. And you see a lot of this going on. It's going on real fast. It's everywhere. But to think about this, salespeople need to stay connected. And you need to stay connected to three constituents. You need to stay connected internally with your own company, externally to your customers and prospects, and then also to your connectors externally. And so what the tool that I'm encouraging everyone to... Um, create for themselves and you can all do this and you, whatever tool you use, use go to meeting zoom doesn't matter is to do these virtual, whatever you were doing before. So there's a virtual, lots of people are doing virtual happy hours where everyone's pouring a drink and they're all getting on. There's 20 people on the screen. Everyone's cheers and great. You can do virtual coffee. Uh, I heard one of my clients gave a great idea for an internal team. They're actually doing a virtual walk. Like they're literally doing a meeting. Everybody on their phone is getting on the zoom call. Have to be outside walking is the rule for during the meeting. Uh, and then some people are doing virtual lunch. They just stop. But what I'm encouraging our listeners to do is be the be the um, catalyst for that. 
you be the one that organizes it, especially on the external stuff, the connectors, so that you're the one that's driving and pulling people together versus waiting to be pulled in. Yeah. And those are a couple yeah. little some are kind of cheeky ideas, the virtual. I love but that's that. fine. It's great. You know, a virtual walk. I thought, what a great idea. Get yeah. people out of the house, you know, six feet apart. Good. It's good. And we, I know you've, you've heard a lot about Zoom. A lot of you are familiar with it and probably have it. Zoom is a pretty low cost. I think it's like $25 a month. Very, I don't know. It may low. be. But, 15, um, I think even. Yeah, it's really it, good. And that limits the number of people, but you're not looking to do a webinar with a thousand people on it, mm -hmm. but get it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to sign a year contract, get it for a few months, get used to it, practice at it. We're, we're not using the exact uh, Zoom piece today, but we do use it for our clients and for some of the deal work studios that we've done. So it's a great yep. tool. Uh, that's a great idea. And Zoom stock is probably not bad either. Although it went, it went from like a dollar fifty to nine. <laughs> it, it grew eight times. It did in it the last month up. and a half. Absolutely it's, blew it's up. Backed off a little bit there. Yes. Here's my tool. And I, I've been harping on this and people are tired of it, but I'm going to keep harping until everybody has a really nice microphone. <laughs> I, I believe that it's the sound quality that's the problem when you're doing virtual meetings. I was at a meeting the other day. I may have mentioned it last week when nobody was, everybody was trying to yell into the same computer and it was yeah. at one end of the table. If you want to be heard, and again, if you want to replicate as close as you can to the physical experience of being with somebody, they need to freaking hear you. Yes, yes, you yes, can't yes. be using a microphone that's 100 feet away, and then there's 10 other people in the room, and there's four other people on the call, and you can't. You keep saying, huh, what? I didn't hear you. So get a microphone. They, are, they will set you back about $25. Um, I've got one from Amazon called Power Dewise. It's a little lob that plugs into the laptop. It's not like this, like Brian and I have these nice yeah. SM Sure. Doesn't have to be that. Yeah. There you go. There's the boom. Oh, there's the big mama. The big man, mama. But you need to be heard and other people need to be heard. And don't be bashful about saying, I just said in one of my, my virtual groups last week, I said, Right now, not one of you have a have a microphone. My other group, everybody has good microphones. This group didn't. <laughs> and I said, I said, you need to have it by next week. I may yeah. not let you back in the group. I was yeah. being a little funny, but they all going out and buying them. You've <laughs> got to be rec recognized. You got to be heard. Have to be heard. Yeah, and I had I actually had a client. You don't have to be liked, <laughs> but you have to be heard. A client of mine, unsolicited, set. We were talking about some best practices stuff. He's a VP of sales, and he said. He goes, guys, I'll tell you, and he's been doing virtual stuff a long time also in his business. He said, it's the audio that's the problem. You have to have good audio in these things. So there's a little outside validation yeah. from my friend yeah. Brian Collins. It's not just that, us. So. Yeah. No, for sure. All right. Well, we'll be back on Thursday. And if you yeah. want to send us an email, you can go, you can send us one uh, listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. We are doing, we're planning some uh, events for the fall, summer and fall. So if you want to talk to us about that, I know it's a little bit early out of the box. But if you want us to talk about a topic that is near and close to your heart, send us an email, listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. We'll be reading some of those as we go. Yeah, this is a great time to be asking questions because as we move out of the panic mode, and I know you hear a lot of sales coaches that are going on this panic path, like, oh, how to sell in a crisis, all this jazz. We're very much on the let's deep, relax, deep breathe, relax, good, and just do our strategy and work our deal. This is a good time for you to ask us, what does it, what should that strategy entail? What do I do? Send us those questions, listener in advance selling podcast, and we'll, uh, we'll read them and answer awesome. for you. Cool. All right. See you next time. Bye.